With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For podcasting. Home to the Jet Rose Barbecue Studio. With amazing slow smoked wings and world famous baby back ribs. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for being uh, with us here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Just one guest will join us in the first uh, hour of the program. We'll head to Vegas. Our friend Mike Palm, uh, VP of Operations with Circus Sports, is going to join us at 1035. Get the lay of the land on sports wagering with Week 18 upon us. We'll do that and other things with our friend Mike Palm from Circus Sports coming up in about 1035. Hour number two, 1105, Dave Sproul, who will be uh, flying with the uh, Cyclones as they head to Norman. He will join us in advance of that. He's got the play-by-play duties with John Walt uh, on the shelf, Sproul on Iowa State at a front row seat, after all, for the Texas Tech game uh, this past week. He will join us at 11.05. Tom Cakert is back from Madison. He will join us at about 11.20. We'll recap uh, that game from last night as the Hawks take a week off. Some football news with Kyler Schott. Uh, bidding farewell to the program and heading off to the NFL. So we'll get the latest uh, with Tom Cakert on the Hawkeyes about 11.20. Give four of you an opportunity to win Claxon's Barbecue. Uh, coming up here at about 11.35. And then our picks before we get out of here at noon. Trent's got a game tonight filling in for Dave Sproul. So Sproul fills in for Walters. Condon fills in for Sproul. You're, you've got uh, the Jags or the Hawks versus the Little Cyclones tonight. It'll be the Jags, Ankeny Centennial. I'll be stopping over after the game to get my cold one with you, right? Absolutely. I'll be up. The yeah. light will be on. Yeah. Door will be locked. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what I figured. No, Ankeny Centennial aims tonight, and I'll uh, make my debut on 1430 KAS. Very nice. Well, uh, team player and filling in for uh, Sprow as uh, he heads out on the road. Uh, a lot of ground to cover. Want to do a little bit of the NFL in the first segment. We've mm-hmm. barely touched it. I want to pick your brain on how you're going to handle the games that are meaningless. Although there's, you know, 18 weeks in, there's still a lot to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as seedings, etc. Uh, the AFC, the one spot is still up for grabs, as we know. Titans lose, Chiefs win, it's theirs. 
Uh, there, there's a way the Bengals, believe it or not, can still claim yes. the number one overall seed and get the bye week. So we will do that at some point. We have to start with uh, the Hawkeyes last night who uh, went on the road and got trounced uh, by Wisconsin. Every time the Hawks had a little bit of a run, five, six, seven point, eight, whatever it was, Wisconsin would answer right back with a similar run of their own. And really, did Iowa cut it? Did they were were they within double digits at any maybe nine in the second so, yeah. half? I think it was nine at one point, but it never really felt like that. Twenty to nineteen. I think you know what? This game. Yes. This is a game. Referees, Settle in, here we go. Yeah, absolutely. They had a long break. They're looking at something, I don't remember what it was, and came up, but uh then uh, eleven or twelve oh run by Wisconsin and game was really never close after that. Your thoughts, your takeaways? You know, if I'm coaching, let Keegan Murray get his, guard the other four. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is. It's mm-hmm. a one-man band out there right now. They're really getting nothing out of Jordan Bohan, and he had a flurry late, made it a single-digit yeah, game, which actually time. does yeah. matter for the net rankings. Yeah, okay, that's true. So, yeah. okay, good for All him, right. I guess. But more than anything, he never playing. took a shot in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, You're, he d- doesn't need to be out there if he's not yeah. shooting. It's now, Patrick McCaffrey came to his teammates' aid after the game. He said he, that Bohan. Takes a lot of chin music from the fans out there. But what he does, he allows us a little extra space. Okay, then take advantage of it. Right, yeah. Somebody other than Keegan can take advantage of this and make it happen. It's one thing. Defensively, this team is brutal. Yeah, And we've talked about this during the the 13-year tenure of Fran McCaffrey. They've had, for the most part, bad defensive teams. Mm -hmm. But they're so elite offensively that they can get away with it. But this has gone to another level now. Last year, bad defensive team, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Garza, limited foot speed. You got Bohannon out there playing 30 yep. minutes a game. Not a great defensive team. You thought this year would going to be better. And I thought we saw signs of that, but the numbers said that our eyes are deceiving us. And it's getting worse. Uh-huh. They are up now to 162nd in uh-huh. the country at Ken uh-huh. Palm in adjusted defense. Where did they finish last year? Do you remember? 75th. Wow. Year before that, Holy 97th. Mackerel. 111th. Now the train wreck year, the 14 and 19 year, the freshman year, Tyler Cook. That was the worst. That was 242, Mm. and they were brutal that season. But they're trending that direction, and frankly, it's not good enough. If your defense is this bad, even with an elite offense, this is not good enough with this team to be an NCAA Mm -hmm. tournament team. That's what we're finding out right now. Now, this is going to be what we anticipated. A bubble-type team, there's going to be nights where they look brutal. Yep. There's going to be other nights where they look great. you got to stack up those victories, but there are going to be nights like this Frankly, though, if the defense doesn't get better, better it doesn't matter. And Keegan Murray How will do they? move on yeah. without playing in the NCAA yeah. tournament. That's where we are right now with it's, this team. I'm trying to hate to say it, um, but but it's pretty simple. Let Keegan get his because he's going to. Mm-hmm. He's that good of a player. And shut down the McCaffreys and Robracha, um, Toussaint Bohan, and whoever that may be. They'll get a few of them. And Chris Murray Chris Murray got his last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the, the the secondary scoring. You need that again. Bohannon did all of his business in the final three three or four minutes of the basketball game. Uh, turnovers? It wasn't a case that they were turning the ball over last again, night. No, not the problem. Nope. Defensively. Yep. You give, every, give up 87 to this Wisconsin team. This is not a great Wisconsin no. team by any means. No. Nope. We know they played a Got one good, really good player. You know, but Wall played good last night, too. He did. Yeah. And even in the start of the second half, you know, they threw a couple of different guys on it. Yeah. And they did a couple of things, and they played good defense on it. He's just making shots. Mm-hmm. And that's when you kind of just throw up your hands and know yep. it's not going to be your night. But no answer for the seven footer. Neither nope. one of them, but particularly Crowell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Had a couple of those baby hooks. They're just 
There was one at Gunnelay. He bodied him up. Beautiful defense. And Yeah, what did you think of his game last night? Now, he didn't play a lot. He didn't. But, but are we at the point now that maybe it's time for a few more minutes? I'm not saying he's going to make a difference. But Iowa doesn't have a seven-footer, a big guy on the roster like right. that to counter it. And there are teams. We know Illinois, but there are others. Did that, you see Coburn last night, by the man, way? Man, he was a monster. Holy mackerel. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize he was averaging 22 a game either. See, I didn't either. Yeah, he is. Wow. The top three scorers right now in Power 5 basketball. Keegan Murray, mm-hmm. Johnny Davis, Davis Kobe. and Kofi, Kofi yeah. Coburn. Wow. Pretty good out of the Big Ten, huh? I'll say. And those are guys you wouldn't anticipate to be the leading scorers coming into the year. Uh-huh. You know, Hunter Dickerson talk about a lot of other guys. Yeah. Of course, Ivy, what we see in his emergence, but those three guys are at the top. So, for Iowa, you mentioned minutes. Connor McCaffrey. 10 to noon has sung his praises now for the last four years. Mm-hmm. We have defended Connor McCaffrey Maybe as much as anybody. Yep. I think it's over. I think it's injuries. I, I just think I just don't think his body's allowing him to be anywhere the near the player that he might be. And I'm not saying he's great by any means, but he's he's better than he's shown. I think it's injuries, Trent. I really do. I think that we will find out at some point just what this guy's trying to play through. He has played this year two hundred and twenty six minutes. Uh huh. He's made four shots. Yeah. He's taken a total of two inside the three-point line. He's shooting 21% from the field. You can talk about intangibles. Did he try? Did he? Did he I don't think he, did he make a shot. No, I know he didn't make a shot. Did he try a shot? Did he shoot yesterday? He's out there, and he is a liability. Offensively, he is such a liability mm-hmm. for intangibles and toughness and grit and getting guys in the right spot and all the things that we have talked about and defended him. It's got to the point now where it's oh. untenable. It just is. He is a liability on the floor offensively, even with the good things that he does. And to see his minutes increasing at this point, when he got Perkins, and Perkins struggled. When he came mm-hmm. in the game, it was one of those. He where he said, All right, TP, it's going to be one of those nights for him. Yep. But you got dudes. You got other guys. You got better options. And to see his minutes increasing at this point, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm fine for Connor out there doing his thing eight, 10 minutes a game, but he can't be upwards of 16, 18, 20 minutes yeah. a game. He's just, he's not good enough. No, he's not. It's as simple as that. Yeah. He's not good enough to be playing that many minutes for a team that thinks they are good enough to be an NCAA tournament team. He's not. Uh, I wanted to believe that they are. They don't look anything like it right now. It certainly didn't last no. night. I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, Wisconsin's a nice team. They've got some really nice pieces. I like that freshman, Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they've got something in there with him. Crowell and Wall was terrific. Davis is going to get his. Davison's living living rent free in so <laughs> many teams' heads yes. and teams' fan bases' heads. Um, and that's just the kind of game he has. If he was a Hawkeye, you'd love him. Right. The Badger he fan had a guy base like that. loves him. Yes. You, Jake Jakes yes. was that guy. Yes. That was dirty. Uh huh. And slid by the rules and did things that right. at times would drive you nuts, but you loved him. Because he was a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. You've had these guys before. But you hate him because he's on the other team. For sure. And the play at the end of the half. All right. But the freakout factor. You're down double digits. Shut up. Get in the locker room and figure something mm-hmm. out. Figure out what you're doing defensively. And then on top of it, for Connor to call out Big Ten refs after you get beat by nine points on the road in a game and where wasn't that close, you right? weren't competitive. Yeah. No, that's a bad look. Yeah. That's a bad look. Figure some things out. Figure mm-hmm. out what you guys need to do inside that locker room. Mm-hmm. Don't get on social media and start complaining to the Big Ten officiating about Brad Davison. Look, you, you mentioned rent-free. Absolutely. He does. This, that's part of his game. It, it's it, it, That's the type of game he plays. He kicks his leg up. Look, Aaron White did for four years. I got told, shut up. 
Miller. It's gamesmanship. Well, <laughs> they've also put in a rule now to combat that. James yeah. Harden ruined basketball, yeah. so they had to put in a rule, right. and the same things happened right. in college basketball. So Aaron White did for, for me. I mean, I loved Aaron White's game. I said this every single time. He's too good to play the way that he did, but it was gamesmanship then. What's Davidson's doing that's different, other than the fact that the rule's in place? The rule's in place, and he's not dirty. Aaron White was not no, dirty. No, I'm like not Brad saying Davidson. he was. Absolutely not. He's not getting guys and that's in the, the difference. nuts. And that's the difference. Right. But the leg kick, that's gamesmanship, I was told. No, it's bad basketball. I agree with you. And it was bad basketball then, and it's Absolutely bad basketball was. now. Absolutely was. Totally it, agree with you. I hate James Harden. Yep. I was at the forefront of that, I think, yep. when we talked about it years ago when it started, and I hate players that mm-hmm. do that. Play the game. Right. Play the game. And Aaron White jumping into guys and getting defenders. Yep. You pump fake and a guy gets in the air, that's one that's thing. That's one thing. I totally agree. But D- kick, different story. Yes, but kicking your legs out, uh-huh. doing those things, it's bad basketball. The it difference is. is a pretty significant one. No, though. he's dirty. Brad Davidson's a dirty yes, player. Yes, he is. Yep, absolutely is. But again, you'd love him on your team. Yes, you would. Love him on your team. So where's this team go? Where does this Hawkeye team go? What do they do in this week mm-hmm. that will make them better defensively and try and find somebody else, not named Keegan Murray, to score? Chris, again, Chris was good last night. Yes. Chris was fine. Patrick McCaffrey, you need more than that. How is Patrick McCaffrey, a coach's son, been around the game, and I've complained between him and Connor, their shooting style, just hideous shots. They needed to take a somewhere in there in seventh, eighth grade and just fix those shots, and they never did. Drove me nuts in the own right. But that basketball IQ, for as smart as Connor is, Patrick's is like a fifth of that. Hmm. There are times where not in the flow of the offense, gets beat off the dribble defensively. Just basketball IQ-wise, it's not even close. I, I cannot remember a coach's kid that has a basketball IQ as poor as what we've seen out of Patrick. It just... It continually happens, taking shots at the wrong time, yeah. driving at the wrong time, going into defenders, all these different things. It's baffling to see. In comparison to Connor, that's a good, I never thought of it like a that. A coach's kid. You know? And take Connor aside, it just, you never see that. What do we always talk about? A coach's kid, oh yeah, he knows yeah. the game, he's so smart, mm-hmm. basketball IQ, it's, and it's, it's not there for table. Patrick. It's right. all he talked about at dinner, you know? And it's not there for Patrick. Right. And th- this is not a rip on McCaffrey Fest, and it's kind of sounding that way right now, because there are other limitations. We talk about Perkins, he was terrible mm-hmm. when he came into the game. There are other guys, Bohannon, not taking a shot for the first 20 plus minutes he he's didn't. on the floor. If you're not out there shooting, he's not good. He's not yeah. a good defensive player. He's a liability again. We're talking about a lot of liability. He so missed, at the time, he missed half of his free throws last night. Yeah, think about that, including back to backs. Right, which, zero for two when one trip to the line, and then missed the free throw against Maryland that would have clinched the game. That's right. But then now, to his defense, he got another opportunity and canned them yeah. both. But you're right. Would have put him up four uh-huh. with nine seconds left. Yep. He missed it. Yep. It was a three point game. Iowa fouled, played that game, and got the victory. But yeah, something weird is happening there. Is it time to just turn it over? It's the Murray's show. Not the Keegan show, but Chris. Yeah. We're getting Chris 25 so minutes a game. What, what are you, what, who are the other three that are going to play significant minutes? If it's, if it's, Toussaint? If, yeah. Well, he has to. Yeah. Perkins. Okay. I'm still a TP guy. Right. Robacha? Yeah. And you got to basically play him. Right. What was his story last night? His limited minutes. Was it matchups? I would guess, yeah. Trying to just get more big bodies. Because he had his best game as a Hawkeye Mm -hmm. on Monday night against Maryland. He did. Absolutely. I think, yeah, matchups. And they had a couple of big guys. Uh Kind of different different way to play there. you got to figure it out. And can you play Euless and Perkins and Toussaint and just basically rotate those three guys out there? And right away. And we've seen this this year. That's another surprising thing. I thought Fran's done a really good job this year when Bohannon doesn't have it. When the shot's not falling... You're coming to the bench. Mm-hmm. And there's been more of those nights, sadly. And those are the nights that he plays 16 minutes, uh-huh. not 30. Right. 
But that wasn't the case last no, night. I played it, 29 minutes. Maybe it was just a bad night overall. It just everybody had a bad night. McCaffrey's, <laughs> McCaffrey's had a bad night. Jordan had a bad night. Uh-huh. You go through everything. They all had a bad night except for one guy, and you move on, and you get ready. But this is an important week, and we talked about the way the schedule sets up. That Indiana game next Thursday. Did you watch Indiana last night? Played well. Yeah, I was on them. Played the three. They are talented inside. Tracy De- Jackson Davis is as good as you're going to find in college basketball. Light. He is an elite level yep. player. Yep. So you know defensively you're going to have to do different things mm-hmm. with the way this team is built. But not only that, when you look at this schedule, this is it's a must win. It's a must win for Iowa to win this game at home again. If they're going to be an NCAA tournament team, these are the games you have to win. Do you feel confident about it? Indiana, after what I saw last night? Absolutely no. not. No. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I, I I don't. Did you see how many scouts were at the game last night? Did you see the tweet that I think uh-uh. it was Lysico? So normally, um, apparently to the SID at Wisconsin said, no, on a normal night there's two to four scouts in it. Mm-hmm. 18. Oh, wow. 18. Murray and Davis getting some eyeballs on them last night. Makes a lot of sense. Indiana, then two roadies for Iowa at Minnesota a week from Sunday. Rutgers after that on the road before they come home. Rutgers is tough. Penn State twice, Purdue in between it. This stretch here Mm -hmm. is going to tell you, is this an NCAA tournament team? With these next six games, Purdue is one of them. I think you have to go four and two. I was going to say the same thing. You have to well, go let's, four so and let's, two. Let's find the four. Run run through Indiana to the lead thing. That's a, that's a toss up. But you got to win it. You, it's at home, right? Put that there. But it's an eight o'clock on a Thursday night, and how many people will be there? Eight thousand. Yep. Split Minnesota Rutgers, both roadies. Have to. Got to get one. Of them. More likely, you're going to win up north. So you're two and one. Yeah. Home for Penn State, win. Okay. Three and one. Yeah. Purdue at home. Nope. L. And then you go to Penn State. After that, quick turnaround, playing the same team twice, hmm. and you probably got to get them twice. You probably do, and they're gettable twice. They are gettable twice. Yeah. Yes, but still, road game, weird environment. There's eight thousand in Carver. There's two thousand. <laughs> yeah, right. Out of state college. Boy, that and that and that building looks empty too. It does. Oh my it's gosh, cavernous. it's cavernous. It's a really huge is. building. Yes, four and two. That's what you need to get through till the end of January. They do that possible. Possible, not probable. Right. That's where I am with this team. Mm-hmm. Possible, not probable. Hmm. Frustrating night. No, it is. You need more than just Keegan Murray on any given night, and I don't know where it's going to come from. I really don't. Who is it? Who is it? That is a consistent scoring threat. Mm-hmm. It's Chris. You know who played last night? He did. Well, he, he got his last night. He had, what, a dozen, 14, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, what did you think of Riley Mulvey in the game last night? He... I'm with you. Yeah, there was something there. I would buy a little bit of stock in his Iowa career, Mm -hmm. based on what I saw or have seen. And look, there wasn't a game that he was going to make a difference in. But when he was on the floor, he didn't look like, oh my God, there was a waste of a scholarship. Mm -mm. I didn't think that at all. You got a little something with Mulvey and Gundelay. Yes. Again, are these guys going to be... All Big Ten, absolutely not. And are they even... Later in their career, they can be starters on an NCAA right. tournament team, yeah. but later in their career. Yeah. For now, get a minutes. But that was the first, I guess why I brought him up, Trent, is that was really the first time that I kind of noticed him. Yeah. Well, he hasn't played a ton either. Right, true. Yeah. And when he did, it was those crappy yeah. non-conference games, and normally at that point, you're you probably watching out. hockey or something. Yeah, probably. <laughs> As they're up by 30 against North Carolina Central. A little bit different yeah. there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got something to him. And remember, this is a guy that also reclassified. He should be in high school right now. So he's very young. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. Buy a little stock there. 
it's a petty stock. You can get a pretty cheap okay. right now. Yep. But I think there's going to be perhaps something with his Riley Mulvey. Uh, is this Wisconsin team an, uh, an NCAA team to you? Yeah. I think so, too. They're tournament I think team. They have enough, I think they have enough pieces. they got some big guys. they got a star player. Mm-hmm. they got some... Um, yeah, while they've they've got something in him, the freshman Hepburn we mentioned. This is a decent team, and Davison's going to get in your heads. Yes, he the is. Opposition every single night. Illinois figured it out. Yeah, they're playing at a high level yep. now. Frazier. Oh man, he couldn't miss. He <laughs> he shoots a basketball. Oh, he was so good. The Plumber Kid can really shoot it too, and we know about Kofi inside. And remember, this still team. I haven't seen anything about Carbello when he's going to be back. When he is. Yeah. I know he's a little bit wild at times, mm-hmm. and there's going to be games where he's going to have he'll six find turnovers. a place for him, right? You throw that guy into the mix. Uh-huh. It's not just about. So big maybe 10 Illinois time. is the team to beat in the Big Ten. Maybe, maybe Bet Rivers was was a Bet Rivers. It was, yeah. That uh, came out with the with the latest odds we used on the TV program. Mm-hmm. Um, we were surprised that Illinois was the betting favorite. Yes, Michigan State was the second choice, and then Purdue third. No, it was Ohio State. Then Purdue. Wow. Purdue was the fourth choice. That's just crazy in the Big Ten. They already got two losses. I know. It's about winning a regular season title. That's what the bet was about, regular season title. I, I wonder who it was that uh, I was watching during, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks ago when I kept betting Purdue <laughs> right. to, to win the national championship. It was, an, it was a good win. I don't remember. I, was, I know I was impressed. Uh, I, was it the Villanova game? Yeah, or, it might have been. Or North Carolina. They played them early, too. It might have um, been, but I just kept for it. I think I got $40 on them. I remember. It was the Florida State game in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Yes, it was in December. Them. Yes, right. and they absolutely right. clubbed them. They won by like 28. They were mm-hmm. up 35 in the game. That was the one that had your drink. That I, that I, right. I, I'm trying to go online and trying to find a way that uh, I can lock my sports betting accounts from 8.30 till the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Purdue, they got to figure out the defense, too. They're uh-huh. like Iowa. They got to figure out what they're doing on the defensive end. So, Iowa, you say it right now. Are they an NCAA tournament team? No. No. That's where I am. I don't think they are. They're going to be short. They're going to be 9-11 yeah, in the Big Ten, 8-12. You'd sign for 9-11, I think. Yeah. 9-11 might get you there if you do something in the Big mm-hmm. Ten tournament, but that has not exactly been a recipe and, for success And Iowa-Wisconsin don't play again this nope, year? that was Isn't it. that disappointing? It is. Oh, boy. Iowa should play Illinois every, and Wisconsin, twice every year. Yes, yes. Minnesota yeah. twice every yeah. single year. Let's get some protected rivals. Yeah, in well, they see Penn State uh, twice right. in two weeks. Come on. Yeah. Make sure Penn State and Maryland play twice. They, right. they can play twice. Yes. Those are the ones that make sense. Right. For Iowa. No, you play your have Wisconsin. Home and home, baby. Home and home. Don't get to see this game again. Carver would be bonkers. Well, that was last year, right, with Iowa, Illinois. They only played once. Isn't that right? I think they were only Maybe. scheduled one to play one time last yeah. year. I think that's what it was. But was regardless. it the final week of the regular season? Maybe Or was, it was. that two years ago? That could I know they're the final game of the Big Ten this year. And that game, I, I, I'm pretty sure I looked ahead. No, it was last year. They just played it once. Yeah, was End it? of January. Okay. Well, now they, they play the, the final game of the year. And it's a Sunday night. Uh, yes, a Sunday night game. Sunday till. They haven't announced start time. I yet. thought I saw it written somewhere. That it's well, a, that's they do that flex scheduling at okay. the end of the year. So well, I hope it's a Sunday. Bring, bring down the curtain on the Big Ten on a Sunday night. What else are we going to be watching Sunday night? At that point? Early March? Yeah, the tournaments will be done, though. Right. Anyways. All right, we're going to head to Vegas, catch up with our friend Mike Palm. Looking forward to speaking with him. Boy, New York goes live tomorrow. That's huge. It is. When we're talking about the Online only. Market. Yeah. For now. But help me out here. So I continue to read about how much it costs for an operator right. to do it in New York. They what, are taxing the hell out is of it them. $50 million? It, It's huge. Something 
ridiculous. And they're going to pass it along to the players. So you can go on one side of the river. Yep. Normal odds, minus, minus 110 on both sides. And I mean, is it going to be minus 120 on odds? I'm anxious to see what tomorrow what tomorrow brings. Right. It's going to be higher. Mm-hmm. It has to be. Um, but I, what will that do to New Jersey's handle? I mean, oh, it's going to cut into it big time, right? Whether whether you know whether that matters to you or not, what kind of juice you're playing, it's going to cut into it because right. it's going to matter to some players, and those are the big players. Well, and if you're somebody like me that plays, you know, ten bucks a game, or eleven bucks a game, no, all right, I'll just play twelve bucks a game, mm-hmm. and ultimately, right. it's not worth the drive to go across no. the river when you're betting ten bucks a time. But for the more significant players, they're going to still be going over there if the juice is that accelerated in New York. But this continues to drive home the point of what sports betting is going to be as mm-hmm. it continues to build and continues to drive and, and going forward. You know, I continue to hear the people in the sports media business wondering who's going to be the Adam Schefter, the Woj, the guy that leaves ESPN, leaves a newspaper. Yeah. And goes and works for a DraftKings. Well, there's been a, there's been quite a few though. Teddy Greenstein for points bet. That's he different. Left the Chicago that's, that's not a newsbreaker. They're talking about the newsbreaker. Well, Ravel, he's a sports business guy. Okay. We're talking about the Schefter, the guy that breaks the story, the guy that is at the forefront. He knows. So who, are you and talking he about that, injuries? Is that what? You, he gets the information first, gets it to the sports book. I see what you mean. Well, they're they're the pretty tweet. darn. They've got pretty good sources to begin with. They do. But I think these guys are yeah. another level too. So who are, who are they thinking? That well, those would be? those are the two names that yeah. are bandied about the most. Well, Schefter's contract apparently is up at ESPN. Mm-hmm. That's going to be happening, uh-huh. and you're going to see some of those big names that are all of a sudden going to be moving over, and they're going to be working mm-hmm. for. Well, Trey Wingo's at Caesars now. Yes, but again, not a newsbreaker. No, these no. are more personalities. Teddy. By Green the way, speaking of Caesars. And the commercials, mm-hmm. and I know you've seen them. I don't, well, I shouldn't say that because whenever I bring up, com- I know what you're talking. You, you about. You watch a lot of more commercials than I do. Do you know this? Do you know the Manning's commercials with Caesar, mm, Peyton? No. Eli, what's the what's the brother? Other brother, Cooper. Cooper, um, and then Caesar and the woman Cleopatra. Uh-huh. You've not seen this. No. Com- How can you not have seen these commercials? I have children running around. I don't got time to be watching but commercials. But as much sports as you watch, right? And when that happens, and I actually have the clicker, and I'm paying attention, I'm going to another game. Well, anyways, I all right, I'll cut you some slack. <laughs> but Cleopatra, do you know? Well, you don't know who. No, it is. I have you no have, idea. You haven't seen the commercial, and until like yesterday, and that's not that big of a deal. But I never even put two and two together. I want to change the subject because it doesn't matter right now. <laughs> I know J.B. Smoove is Caesar. Well, okay, so who's Cleopatra? I don't know. I haven't seen the commercial. It's Halle Berry. Oh, okay. And I had no idea it was her. You missed that? I did miss it, but, I mean, it's not that big a deal, but <laughs> I thought maybe there was a little conversation piece that we could uh, share. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike Palm coming up. Circus Sports. Are we going in March? Working on details. I got state basketball that week. It's, I've got plane tickets purchased. I know you do. Working on details. Getting things figured right. out. Again, a little more difficult on this side of the glass than it is for you. No, I can't wait to get back. I'm right there with you. Oh, my gosh. March, hopefully get one of those warm well, we're days. We're not going for March Madness. Right. Week before, conference right. tournament conference week. Conference tournament time. Where there's even more games to bet on. Well, Trent, I have people that tell me that... Um, 
the the week to go is not when everybody, all the tourists are in town for March Madness. That's the amateur hour. That's exactly how they put it. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I didn't really want to get too involved because I've enjoyed it, I think, twice in my life mm-hmm. being out there for that. But this is the weekend, the conference tournament's when you want to go. Because at the time, later in the week, you got the Pac-12 tournament mm-hmm. that's happening there. Mountain town. West is happening before that. You got WCC. WAC, WCC. There's one other, right? There's four. Oh, four of them, yeah. So you got four conference Mountain tournaments West, that are Pac-12, WCC. And the WAC. And the WAC. There's the four. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Basketball happening all over the place. So Thomas and Mac yeah. was at the MGM. The T-Mobile will have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the what's the uh, the hotel? The Orleans. Yep, they'll have one in that in that gym there. That's where the WAC usually plays. Right. Pretty good time to be there. And again, just the just think of the number of games you get, especially like that Wednesday Thursday oh when seemingly everybody is playing, and well, everybody has to get through their tournament. You have so many games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, I bought a non-refundable ticket. All so right, I'm, I'm, I'm working way. on details. I'll. I'll be there. I'll be there. 10.30, Miller and Condon underway. Off to Vegas we will go. Mike Palm from Circus Sports is coming up next. Hour number two, Dave Sproul. Uh, he's calling on radio the Oklahoma game tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk to Dave Sproul, Tom Kakert, back from Madison. He's with us at 11.25. We will give four of our listeners an opportunity to win barbecue from Claxons. As we continue on here, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. We take you until noon. Coming up, Mike Palm from Circus Sports. Look forward to catching up with uh, Mike Palm. Well, Kyler Schott is uh, foregoing his final year of eligibility as he could have come back for that COVID year. Headed to the NFL, 6'2", 290 pounds, somewhere around there he's listed at. Uh, as far as where he fits in the NFL, I went on profootballfocus.com and he's actually listed on there. Um, I thought his, you know, being 6'2 might hold him back a little bit. When, uh, but this is what they said about him real quick. When we interviewed uh, Tristan Wirfs, I uh, spoke about shot in similar manner to Tyler Linderbaum. Shot is undersized interior player who gets by with his nastiness and has only allowed one pressure and 170 blocking snaps uh, this past season. So maybe there is a future and an opportunity here. His name called uh, in Las Vegas when the draft is held there the final week in April. That's from Pro Football Focus. Off we go to Las Vegas. He's Mike Palm, Circus Sports. Had a spirited conversation with our buddy Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports on NFL Coach of the Year. How are you, Mike Palm? How are things good? Good morning, Trent. Good morning, Ken. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Listen, yeah, everything's wonderful. We're excited. Week 18 of the NFL will decide our Circa Million champion, yeah. the top 50 spots, the quarterly winners, the booby prize, and that $6 million survivor. It looks like it might be $7 million with three of the five uh, remaining contestants still having either Kansas City or uh, Tampa Bay available. It's a remarkable contest. So essentially, each of those five tickets that are currently alive are right now worth $1.2 million, right? That's correct. And so two of the five have Kansas City. Yeah. One has Tampa Bay. That That's what triggers still the million-dollar bonus. Right. Go 20-0 and, and and use one of last year's Super Bowl teams. So think about the position the two guys that have Kansas City are in. Obviously, they're going to use them the early game tomorrow. 
if they win, if they win, if the Chiefs take care of business in Denver, they, the worst they could do is win $1.53 million, right? Because mm-hmm. they win 1.2 if it's a five-way chop and then a three-way chop of the million for 333 each. Now you can sit back there on Sunday and, and do a money line parlay, right? Tampa Bay and whoever the other two are going to take. I would guess one guy has Tennessee available, minus 10, you know, at, at Houston. The other player, Chris Piper, is the entry name. I guess he's going to have to use the Washington football team. That's really the only big favorite he has available. Mm. So you could make a three-team money line parlay of Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and and the football team. It pays a little, you know, a little less than two to one, and hope it loses because if it does, then your <laughs> share of the six million just went up. That's wild. I, I love the way that this contest runs, and certainly when you get to the end of the season, all the different circumstances that they're there. When you guys were putting this together, and you put this extra bonus at the end with Kansas City or Tampa, did you guys anticipate that there was a realistic possibility that people would be able to get to this point with the extra weeks you guys put in there for Thanksgiving and Christmas and have both these teams available? I didn't, but Derek did. And, I mean, this was really hmm. his idea about this bonus. Uh, doing it this way, I thought, boy, going twenty and zero and saving those teams. I mean, you got to use them just to get there. But these three were able to, to save them. I mean, the guy we had on the air yesterday with Mitch and Paul on Follow the Money on Beeson, um, Billy Chippas from Miami. He's going to be on with me in a mall a little bit later this morning. He's not hedging at all. He said, "I saved Kansas City for this day to have them in the last week. I didn't hedge any of my bets all the way along." He said, and I'm not hedging now. I'm just letting it ride. And he said, I'm going to buy a home in Spain. I'm going to buy a home in Costa Rica. I'm going to quit working in four years. I mean, he's got the money counted already. Are, are these guys all pros, Mike? Do you know? Are, are there some novices out there that have found a way to get to this point? Do you know? Yeah. yeah. I know. So I know three of the five. I don't know the other two. The three I know are not pros. They're just guys that bet football recreationally on the weekend. They all have nine to five day jobs. Uh, the other two, I don't know, but I bet not. I bet it's just five guys that watch football, bet football, play in contests. Talk to this Billy Chip. You know, he got in two years ago. was the first time he came out. And he got in the, the super contest at Westgate. And then last year when we started Survivor, he said, hey, I like the Survivor better. I played in Survivor leagues at home with my friends. I'm going to do the Survivor in the millions. And then he did it again this year. So, I mean, not not pros at all, just guys that, grew up watching football and, and, you know, think they know about football and can pick a winner, and, and they've done very, very well. 19-in, one to go. Last week Unreal. as we come down the stretch, and uh, love that. my One of my favorite terms I heard years ago, hedgings for gardeners. And uh, I think it was the guy that had that blues ticket to win the Stanley Cup a few years back, and that's what he said as he didn't decided not to hedge, said it was for gardeners. Well, Mike Palm, let's uh, jump into what we're going to see this final week of the NFL slate you got the games that matter. Those are easy to cap. How about the ones where there's nothing on the line? Nothing to play for, injuries piling up, players not playing this final week. How much more difficult is the final week of the NFL season for games like that? It's difficult on both sides, right, to handicap and to make a number for. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at a stat yesterday in the last eight years when there's teams with, quote, nothing to play for, out of the playoffs, playing against a team that's in the playoffs uh, or playing to get in the playoffs, those teams that have nothing to play for are close to 70% against the spread, like 67%, which tells you 
there's too much movement in the line, right? There, it's it's overinflated. I, take the Kansas City game against the Broncos. I mean, Kansas City is playing to force Tennessee to win, right, to get the one seed. Denver has nothing to play for. Fangio and his staff are probably out. Mm-hmm. But this was a close game in Kansas City. Denver, you know, without the pick six, might have won that game. I mean, if these weren't the circumstances, this number is probably five, five and a half, maybe even six. It's ten or ten and a half right now, right? Oh. Because Kansas City has something to play for and Denver doesn't. So there's almost an advantage to looking to where you get these inflated numbers and, and taking and taking the dogs. What's uh, Sunday night going to be like at Allegiant Stadium with a, uh, a win in your in essentially playoff game between the Chargers and the Raiders? What will that be like? Well, the ticket prices have skyrocketed out here. I mean, it's it's a tough ticket to get now uh, for this game. Obviously, it is a playoff game, right? Yep. It's, it's it's a play play in game. It'll be a tremendous atmosphere here. I, you know, I thought the Raiders had a home field advantage when they played at SoFi. More Raider fans yeah. were at SoFi than Charger fans. You know, probably seventy thirty. This will be ninety five five. I mean, it'll be a wild atmosphere. Should be, I think, a wide open, high scoring football game. And you know, Chargers three down to two and a half in some spots. I wouldn't want to lay the field goal. Raiders have been resilient. They've overcome all these off the field problems all year long. Ah. Tough game to pick, just a fun game to watch, I think. It's going to be a good one, no doubt. You know, when Vegas got the Golden Knights, there was so much talk about what a different experience it is, just how wild it is inside that arena. (laughs) How about the Raiders? How is the environment there for a big Raiders game? Have you been to any? And with it, how different is it than maybe, quote-unquote, a normal football game? Yeah, I haven't been to a game yet, um, but we send people every week from our organization to the game. They say these Raider fans are crazy. Right, they're very passionate in that. I don't, I don't know if it can match what happens at T-Mobile for the Knights, though. Mm-hmm. There's no atmosphere like that in the NHL, and they put on such a great production there. But obviously, here the Raiders in the second year here and making a a bid for the playoffs, a team that we thought maybe the the ceiling was seven or eight wins, obviously has energized the city in that aspect, and, it, and it's exciting times here. Knights on top in the Pacific, and the Raiders might be in the playoffs. It really is. You know, I love uh, the only thing that comes close, and I've been to a Knights game, and you're right, they're wild. Montreal, but it's kind of a different experience. Uh, but but Montreal's crazy as well, and 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 Vegas is uh, a great place to see a home game. Let's recap the Bulls, uh, Mike Palm. Not all of them, uh, but overall, uh, did the did Circuit come out ahead of the betters, or were there games that the betters just cleaned up? No, no. Overall, we lost. There was a stretch of like six or seven games we didn't have a winner because the moves, the late moves, were all right in these bowl games. It seemed, and so we, you know, we 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 struggled. We we did okay in a couple spots. You know, the the game where uh, Purdue beat Tennessee, that was the 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 line went the wrong way. That was good for us. Um, We actually we actually needed Georgia because of all the Michigan support, so that was okay. Alabama, not so much. Um, although if that game would have landed 14, it would have been a real disaster. Still make a loser, but it wasn't, wasn't as bad as maybe you might have thought. But the public, uh, the public, the betters got the better of the bowl season. Let's look to the national championship game. And you got Alabama as an underdog again, as they were in the SEC championship game. I got a feel, especially with the recreational betters, you guys are going to get hammered with Crimson Tide money. Am I right here? Yeah, I mean... Uh... We will because, look, they saw the game play out before, and Alabama was dominant. Kirby hasn't beaten Nick. He's 0-4. Alabama looked good against Cincinnati. You know, they really could control that game in the second half. And so people say, why the heck is it three? But still, look, we opened it a pick. 
and they bet it up to mm-hmm. three. But that's mostly pro betters bet it up to three. You're right. It's going to be the ticket count's going to be on Alabama, but the money's pretty balanced right now. What the, what kind of business do you think you'll see? What will your right be tomorrow on the FCS championship, Montana State, North Dakota State? I mean, there's two NFL games later on in the day, but there's one college football game uh, for those of us so inclined. Uh, will you guys? Uh, will you guys do a lot of business? You know, it won't be bad. We'll probably write low six figures on that game. FCS is starting to become more popular, and we've been writing between fifty and 80000 on the playoff game. So the standalone game, I wouldn't be surprised if we wrote about double that, and it should be a pretty good matchup. This Montana State team has been very, very good in the playoffs, uh, beating the only undefeated team and beating the team that beat North Dakota State. So I think it's going to be a terrific game. Start to turn the page a little bit, certainly on the college ranks, over to college basketball. I know there are some heavy heads that love college basketball. Many pro bettors, this is their favorite sport out there. With all the cancellations we've seen here recently, not knowing who's available, thinking back to Iowa State-Texas Tech earlier in the week, Texas Tech only had seven scholarship players, yet got a push out of it, at least with the closing number. Mike, how difficult is it with college hoops in comparison to what you guys have done in the past? And you guys love your big limits. Have you had to pull back a little bit because of the uncertainty in college basketball? You know, we really haven't. We haven't pulled back on our limits, and we're taking mid-six-figure or mid-five-figure bets uh, on most games, um, most major matchups. And then, you know, look look at what the the Southland tournament did, this tip-off classic yesterday. I mean, we we took Mm -hmm. good action on that, people. People were interested in that, and these are the bottom-tier teams in Division One. So we, we get great action. I mean, Wisconsin wasn't a good result for us. I think that number was a little too short last night, and, and the, the betters jumped on it as well. Um, Indiana, not a, Indiana was, was a mixed result. They bet the line up to three, then we three and a half, then we got some buyback, so it wasn't too bad. But, I mean, we're writing great action on college basketball. Last thing for me, Mike Palm, uh, Circus Sports. You can download the Circus Sports app in the App Store. Um, Sunday night, Monday morning, we will know who the 14 teams are that qualify for the NFL playoffs. Will Monday be a busy day as far as guys logging or gals logging on and, and betting their their Super Bowl winner? I mean, if you want to do it, I got to, I got to think that you're going to get it. You know, the best price will be prior to the games kicking off. Obviously, will will you see an uptick in business on on Super Bowl winner early in the week next week? We'll see an uptick in business, you know, because the future bets for season win totals and and conferences uh, divisions all get graded right. uh, Sunday night, and so people, a lot of people, will get a bump into their account. The, the win totals we do are wildly popular. That's one of the things, because we were the first to offer those alternate totals, one game above the, the conventional number, one game below, and we get a lot of action on that. People betting, obviously, the plus number going against. So either taking the alternate over the alternate high or under the alternate low. I know a lot of people are going to cash the Raiders over uh, on Monday that money or late Sunday night that money will be in their accounts. And, yeah, they'll start either betting the playoff matchups, betting the Super Bowl champion, betting the conference champion, or exact matchups for the Super Bowl. Will I cash my Pittsburgh under eight and a half as they head to Baltimore? Yeah. I hope uh, so. <laughs> who knows? Who knows with those teams? I, I mean, they could it. both be 17 and 0, and they could both be 0 and 17. That's going to be a good game. Indeed it is. Mike Palm, Mike, we uh, hope the, your schedule allows us. We're going to try and put you every Friday if that works for you around this time, okay? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. That works for my family as well. Good stuff. Circus Sports, they are in Iowa. Check them out. You can download the app at the App Store. Mike Palm from Circus Sports in Las Vegas. Mike, thank you. We'll talk to you next Friday. Appreciate it.
Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Yep, you do the same. Mike Palm, as we talk a little sports wagering with our friend Mike Palm. Always a fun conversation with Mike and yeah, just sitting around with him uh, back when they were in Council Bluffs. Mm-hmm. And he's just story Education after story. Too. You can find out a lot yeah. about this business and the way that it works. And biggest thing with Circa, they're not going to stop you if you're winning. You, know, nope. you continue to hear those stories yep. of... That's the difference. You're a winner. They don't want your business. They're going to limit you. Yep. Not the case with Circus Sports. There's, most of them are like that. Mm-hmm. They don't like winners. <laughs> right. And Circus says, keep on coming. We're open for business. Yep, absolutely. Let's hope we can get one of those contests here in Iowa well, for next football Can you season. imagine? Now, it wouldn't be that much money on the line, but there would be, I don't know, six figures. Yes. There's five guys alive, and each one of their tickets right now is worth 120000 mm-hmm. Can you imagine? If it was 20000 here in Iowa that you're playing for, it just you're chopping it up five ways, or you can hedge, and you can guarantee mm-hmm. yourself some money. And I don't think if we do are able to make a contest work here, it's not going to be a $1,000 entry. I'm going to guess it's going to be lower than that. And think about I that. You get know. You get 18 weeks. All right. What do you bet a normal week? You bet seven Precisely. games. You bet twenty bucks a game. That's one hundred forty bucks. You're galloping through that, right? You know what I like that, and I didn't. I didn't know about this part of the uh, uh, of the contest. So if you save last year's Super Bowl combatants mm-hmm. till the final week of the season, meaning in Survivor, if you haven't used Tampa Bay or Kansas City, and you're still alive when the final week of the season rolls around, they threw in an extra million bucks to be divided up amongst those people. Uh, and there's three of three of the five of uh, yet to use KC or Tampa. That's a great bonus. It is. I mean, they took a loss on this. It was an overlay, uh-huh. a big one. And if you get that million dollars in there, it's what two point nine million. I think it's one point nine right now. Two point nine if the Tampa or Kansas City winner comes to fruition. Good stuff. Well, we're getting close to lunchtime. If you have not got lunch plans yet, all uh, every Friday at Jethro's, they've got a lunch special, a KXNO lunch special, where the uh, price of the lunch special is $10.63. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you do? 106.3. Oh, that's, yeah. the, yeah, that's the hook. Uh-huh. Uh, to the, the Friday special this week is the Bulldog Burger. Now, in the weeks ahead... All four of the local shows have come up with their own menu item. Do you remember the, was it the Morning Rush or was it Sound Off that came off with the sandwich? The Sound Off sandwich, yeah. Sound Off sandwich. Yep. And it was hugely popular. Absolutely. Travis Justice and, and Petey and the crew down there. So we're all in this, air quote, contest, mm-hmm. right? To see who sells the most of their special. And I don't, I think we're going to go last. Okay. Uh, I thought I, I think, uh, but but anyways, look for that. But uh, every Friday, whether it's uh, whether KXNO uh, has an, an, a menu item or not, uh, the, today the Bulldog Burger, ten dollars and sixty three cents. Lunch plans don't have any. Jethro's there all over town. Starts off a weekend pretty good there with some Jethro's. And that the burger Bulldog for ten sixty three. Burger for ten dollars and sixty three. Think I got some lunch ideas. And you're going to be in Ames, and there is one in Ames. Yes, there is. Miller and Condon back to wrap up our number one. Dave Sproul and Iowa State. Tom Cakert on the Hawks. We take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. 
final couple of minutes, hour one of the program coming to an end. We will talk with Dave Sproul coming up on Iowa State. Tom Kakert on the Hawks. Kyler shot to the NFL. Did that surprise you? Uh, not really, because I think it had been murmured uh, throughout that he was probably ready just to move on mm-hmm. and kind of get on, give it a shot in the NFL. NFL player? No. Not big enough. He's 6'2 uh, at the guard position. You know, again, when uh, when you were lining up um, uh, Mike Palm, mm-hmm. Pro Football Focus has, he's listed amongst the draftable uh, offensive linemen yeah. this year. So we'll see. I, on the surface, I don't think so. I don't think so either, no. But... Um, Give it a shot, young man. Give it a shot. Yes. Try and try and fulfill your dream and get to that point. Who knows? I'll never forget, you know, one of the final moments of his career. If indeed it is over, and it seems like it is, running right. down on that on that screen pass that uh, Laporta took into the end zone, and there's him and Linderbaum leading away. Saturday, your Broncos for the final time this year. Mm-hmm. You go want Chiefs to, go. You want them to lose. Yep. Why? Draft pick. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they'll screw it up at sixteen. They'll screw it up at twelve. It's true, they'll take somebody else. And and let a I'm downtrodden because I'm a Bears fan, but I just they could get into the top ten. You start going to the line of thinking though in October though. That's what's always baffling for me. Well, you you have to be realistic. Yeah, when you want. I mean, they were three and zero. They were Jets, Giants, Jags. <laughs> but it was three wins. I know the Jets was, have some wins. Fools gold. They've gotten better. They have. And Detroit's gotten better. They have. Some excitement there. Yeah, you know what? Does it seem like we're a long way away from speculating hard knocks? But wouldn't you like to listen to Dan Campbell in a meeting next August with the Lions? <laughs> I would. <laughs> he is a goofy, goofy yeah. guy. But they, I think the players love him. I think they do. Won't that wear thin though? I mean, if you're on your way to a three and fourteen team yeah, season again next year, right? Yes. That that act will wear thin very mm-hmm. quickly. Did you know that Hard Knocks did an in-season Hard Knocks? Yeah, with the Colts. Did you watch any of uh, it? I watched a little bit of one. I watched one. Yeah. And it was good. It was. I just There's just no room for it, right. though. In the, in the... August is a little different. Yeah, it's right? It's easy there's to no get football into it. football games. Right. right. You got football, and we got basketball uh-huh. starting. You got hockey. and just, yeah. It didn't fit. But I heard nothing but great things about it on mm-hmm. top of it. I enjoyed the 20 minutes of the end of one episode, I think, that I watched. But, yeah. Just didn't fit. Uh, shot going to the NFL. Does he do anything to uh, how you feel about next year's team? I mean, it's a team going to be built on defense again. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't either. No, there's enough dudes uh-huh. there. I think that they're going to be fine inside. Mm-hmm. If it was a tackle, it'd be a different kind of conversation. But as an inside guy, even if he was the best guard, yeah, it's it's hard to say. Well, that's so the difference. So is behind him. And you got Colby and Britt as the other two guys on the right side that will mm-hmm. be battling. So those are the three that we know about, right? Right. We don't know what's in the pipeline, obviously, but mm-hmm. maybe there is another Kyler shot. Had a heck of a career. Yes, he Overachieved. Did. Good for him. Uh, hour two coming up. We will talk Iowa State with Dave Sproul to begin. Iowa with Tom Caker, Claxon's Barbecue. Give you an opportunity to win that. Our pick sponsored by Circus Sports. Before we get out of here, it's noon. We're Miller and Condon, and we are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.